What is up, beautiful people? This is the Sex Mechanic Podcast, and I am your host, the Sex Mechanic. Welcome back to another episode. And uh, I'm going to give some time for people to come in. I realized that on the live, I should probably give, you know, a minute or two to allow people to pour in or, you know, come in as they will. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. And in the meantime, I'm going to say hello to everybody who's out there, to everybody who's watching at the time. Right now, nobody's watching, but that's fine. It allows me to set the rest of this up. But um, hopefully everybody's enjoying a great Sunday. You've had, hopefully, a, a wonderful weekend. And um, yeah, hopefully things are going well for you. This is episode number nine, by the way. That's, I wouldn't say it's a, a big, big deal, but it's a big enough deal. Who knew I would make it this far? <laughs> episode nine means, in this case, eight weeks of podcasting in the books for the year. So it's kind of a big deal for me. I'm, I'm, I'm proud and happy about that. <clears throat> Almost forgot to say. The Sex Mechanic Podcast is the podcast where we talk about sex, situationships, and dating, and my experiences around those topics. I am, again, the Sex Mechanic, a.k.a. Gene Semenwa, a.k.a. The Confident Creator, a.k.a. Mr. Born to Explore, a.k.a. I Did It My Way. And, um, yeah, I think we should get started. So, today, we are talking about how do you know when relationships are done. How do you know when it's past its time limit, you know, like it's expired? Is there even a time limit on relationships or should they just go on and go on until, you know, uh, further notice? Well, I thought about this question because I'm currently in a situation, right? I'm in a situation where when I think about this relationship, that I'm in, um, the feelings are mostly negative. Um, one of the reasons why I'm staying in this re- relationship is because of fear of what will happen if I leave the relationship. You know, how will I fare out in the world without this this particular situation? Um, another reason why, uh, or another thing that I'm experiencing is that this this relationship seems to be draining me energy-wise as opposed to energizing me. And I feel like any meaningful relationship that you're in should be an energizer and not a drainer, or at least more of an energizer than it is a drainer. Because if it, if it drains you more than it energizes you, then that means that relationship is taking more than it's giving. And relationships should be about sharing, and energy is no different. You should be sharing energy as opposed to taking energy from one another. So this situation is actually my job. (laughs) This is my job. And I have been going back and forth for the last probably three years about whether it's time to move on from the job or, you know, whether I could just, you know, stick it out for a while. And I have been sticking it out for the last, you know, three years or so. But I, I really do feel like these days, 
that I have a time frame now of when I'd like to move on. Excuse me. That time frame is sometime in August. Um, I'm supposed to have uh, some. I'm supposed to have a surgery, hopefully in the next month and a half, and you know I'll allow myself to recover. And by the end of that, I'd like to move on. But um, in that, I want to give you all some some ways to know that a relationship is done, that it's over, that it's it's past its best times, and uh, it's on the downside of the relationship. And this can go for any relationship. This can go for romantic relationships. This can go for friendships. This can go for a job. This, this goes for any type of relationship that you come across in your life, and you can apply this to it. This goes for family, too. I mean, relationships that you have with family sometimes is not the best, and sometimes it's not the uh, most ideal for you to stick or for you to stay in. So this can apply to that as well. All right, so how do you know when a relationship has gone beyond its time limit or when it's time to move on from this relationship? For one, I think that all relationships are either seasonal or have some time limit on it, you know? So some relationships might be flings. Other relationships might be more longer term. But either way, there's kind of an expiration on it to some degree. And sometimes that expiration is in the near future, but other times it's indefinitely, which means that there is no specific date on it. But when that time comes, just be ready to move on from it, you know, when that when that happens. And sometimes that doesn't happen until, you know, one person or the other or more move on from this physical world, you know? So keep that in mind as well, that... It doesn't just mean moving on from a relationship doesn't just mean that, you know, the people involved make a decision together that it's time to move on. You know, the person can just move on in other ways as well. So keep that in mind. And uh, so being that that's kind of like the way I look at relationships, here are some ways that I'm saying that you can know if a relationship is ready. It's prime to... uh to move on from and and look in other directions. By the way, the road to 1,000 subscribers begins now. So don't forget to hit the like button if you like the video. And if you like other videos I've made, and don't forget to subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. I want to give a big thanks and shout out to the, uh, I believe it was 13 new subscribers I've gotten over the past couple weeks. I'm really thankful for that. I wish YouTube would show me every single person, but I feel like it hasn't because it, it was it just jumped up over the past week and a half and it hasn't shown me everyone that's that's come on. So I appreciate everybody who's coming on and who's come on anyway. And uh everybody who's been rocking with me from the beginning and every point in between. Thank y'all because I do think I could get to a thousand subscribers by the end of this year and maybe even sooner than that. So We'll see how that goes, but thank you in the meantime. Sorry, here's how you know if a relationship is time to move on from. For one, how do you feel when you talk or think about that relationship? 
All right. So if somebody asks you, you know, oh, so how's this relationship with so-and-so going? Like, are you excited? Are you happy? Or are you more on the downside, uh, maybe feeling uh, angst um, or anxiety, rather? Um, are you feeling stressed when you think about this relationship? That's another thing, too. If this relationship makes you feel those type of things, then chances are you need to move on. All right. Another way to know is the relationship has become more of an energy drain than an energizer. I kind of brought that up about my job. If this relationship, if this situation is taking away more from you than it's putting in to you, then it's probably time to move on because all that's going to do to you is uh, suck you dry and not replenish you at the end of the day. And you got to be replenished in order for you to be able to for in order for you to be the best version of yourself in all other aspects of your life, not just your relationship. So make sure that this is not an, a situation where it's just taking your energy away and leaving you with, uh, with a deficit when it comes time for you to handle other things in life. As you know, I got my tea ready to go. All right. Another way to know is it doesn't seem like the best situation for you based on where you are and where you're trying to go. It just doesn't make sense. So sometimes you get into a situation and it makes perfect sense for where you are at that moment. You know, you start maybe, I'll give you an example. Another version of a relationship or an example of a relationship is where you live. You know, if you have a, an agreement, a contractual agreement to live somewhere, let's say the place you rent, then you have a contractual, a contractual agreement to stay there for a certain amount of time. Maybe when you first move into this place, you only needed one bedroom and, you know, the smaller space was okay. But by the end of your lease, maybe you, you know, you, you got a dog, um, you also start living with a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or a partner, whatever. And now you need a little bit more space. So when your lease ends, now you're looking for something a little bigger. And this current space doesn't fulfill or satisfy everything that you desire at the moment or everything that you require at the moment. So that's a good example of like being in a situation where at one point it made sense, but now it doesn't make sense anymore. So if you're in a situation like that, then don't be scared to assess the situation and realize that, okay, it might be time to move on now. All right. Another way of knowing is if fear is the biggest motivator for why you're staying within this relationship. I am very guilty of that right now, being that that's a part of my story of staying with my job as well. For me, it's the fear of not knowing where, where I'm going to, uh, where I'm going to be able to receive, you know, uh, health benefits, flight benefits, and uh, financial benefits. I mean, a, a two, I mean, a, a regular paycheck is a big deal unless you live off the grid and you pretty much own everything that you operate, you know, like a house and or a vehicle, 
just outright, then chances are money does matter to you and making money regularly helps out because you still have bills. And I'm definitely in that situation until I can, you know, get my situation more uh, off the grid, but I'm not there yet. So, but fear can look like a lot of different things. It could be a fear of loneliness. It can be a fear of not being able to do better than the current situation that you're in. It could be a fear of losing out on certain benefits like I just talked about. Or it could be the fear of starting over because a lot of times it's easier to stay with something you know and something you're used to because you've kind of put some time into it and you've uh, you've you've brought it to where it's at, even if it's not the best thing for you, but you've done it up until that point. And so you definitely don't want to start over from scratch because that's that's intimidating. You know, that's very that seems like a lot. It always seems like a big undertaking and it could be overwhelming to, to start over. So it could be that fair as well. Another way to know is if all signs are pointing in the direction of a, of something else, a different direction, basically your, intu- your intuition keeps nudging you until it finally pushes you abruptly into a more suitable space or situation. Now, I have personal experience with this many times in my in my life where I've known it's time to move on from something, but being that I was scared for whatever reason, I didn't move on. And the universe has a way of just uh, pushing you into the situation you're supposed to be in as opposed to uh, letting you just stay there when you're ready. So, you know, you might say that you're going to leave a job, for example, and you keep saying, yeah, yeah, I'll do it, you know, next year. I'll give it by the end of this year or next year or whatever. And then all of a sudden you get fired from this job. Now you're like, oh, shit, I got to figure out another way. Um, I was planning to leave at some point, but not this soon. So now you're in a position where you have to move on because you weren't given many other options. Uh, You kind of waited on it and you kind of talked about it. You put it into the universe and the universe gave you what you wanted. You just, uh, you know, you just weren't courageous enough to make that move. But now you have to make that move and you figure out another situation and you end up in a better situation because of it. So that's another thing, too. If you don't want to get pushed into what it is you're scared of, or if you don't want to get pushed into a better situation necessarily, then it's a good idea to just kind of like move on from the situation voluntarily because it's a lot easier to do it when you've planned ahead and kind of put things in certain spots so you're ready when that happens. All right, so another way to know that it's time to move on is... uh. Or actually, this is a a reason why people don't move on, right? They feel like they've invested so much time into this relationship that letting it go seems like a waste. So if you've spent five years with somebody and now you're at a point where you have to decide if you want to continue being with this person, chances are you're going to take into account the fact that you've put in five years with this person and they've put in five years with you as well. So 
starting over seems like it does seem like a waste. Like what were the five years or the the past five years for if you're not going to continue working on it and trying to turn it into something more? But sometimes the worth of the relationship is what you've learned from it, what you can take out of it and apply it to something else. It's not always about learning or taking something in that relationship and turning it into something within that same relationship. Sometimes you can take skills from one job and apply that to another job and be great at the other job because of that. So make sure that when you're in any situation that you're getting the most out of that situation to where if things don't go well and things don't continue, that you can move on and uh, have a takeaway, like take something away from it. If all you took away from it was you know, just uh, just moments, but not necessarily any uh, lessons or skills, then you you weren't looking at it in the in the best way, maybe, you know, like maybe you could have done more to um, to take lessons out of it than you did. So kind of go into relationships situations as what can I learn from this? And what can I uh, gain from this, you know, especially if things don't continue, you know, like what can I take away from this and use and apply to the rest of my life? All right. So the last way I would say is uh, when when it's time to move on, when you know it's time to move on, is when staying feels detrimental to your health, safety and or well-being. So that can look a lot of different, that can look like a lot of different things, right? It can be that you're stressed out by being in this situation. It can be that you are physically and or mentally unhealthy, you know, like it's causing not only stress, but maybe anxiety, like I mentioned before. Um, it could be causing physical ailment. You know, there is a such thing as, you know, people people getting physically sick by being in a somewhat toxic situation, you know, uh, you can definitely take on certain, you know, physical ailments and illnesses. If you're not taking care of every part of you, not just the physical part, uh, not just eating right, not just exercising, but you know, how much stress are you allowing to come into your life and, uh, are you, you know, take, are you taking some type of, you know, verbal abuse? Um, physical abuse is also obviously uh, a way that um, your health can be at risk. So those are things that you definitely have to take into account because at the end of the day, you have to make sure that you are good. You know, you want to you want to be good in whatever situation you're in. So make sure that if this is detrimental to your health, safety or well-being, that you're getting the hell up out of there. You don't need to be there. All right, it's not worth it. All right, so those are some of the ways that you can figure out if uh, it's time to move on from a relationship. All right, I hope that those help. I hope that if you are in a situation where any of those ways apply to you, that you seriously consider what I'm saying and um, you kind of take a second look 
or maybe a third look at whatever situation you're in and consider getting the hell up out of there. It might be the best thing for you. All right. Now, I also want to talk about something else today. I want to ask a question. What would you do, right, if you're dating somebody? And let's say you've been dating this person for, mm, I'll say a couple years, right? I want to make it a little bit more difficult for you. A couple years you've been dating this person, and you really like each other. You enjoy each other's company, obviously. And uh, you have a great connection with each other. One day, the topic comes up about past partners. Uh, favorite topic of uh, people in relationships is past partners. And I understand why. I mean, it has, it makes sense. Sometimes it's out of curiosity. Sometimes it's out of insecurity. But whatever the reason, it's definitely a, a good topic or a good conversation to have. So the topic about past partners comes up and you find out that your partner has been with a lot of, or has had a lot of sexual partners. And a lot is relative based on who we're talking about, obviously, but whatever a lot is to you, that's what that partner had. And I know there's a double standard with, uh, between men and women when it comes to how many sexual partners you're allowed to have before you're looked at or judged in a certain way. So let's say for every one partner that a woman has had, uh, the male partner has four times that amount. Okay, so we make it kind of like proportional. So if you're with a dude, then his number is like, I will say his number is like 120. He's had 120 part, uh, sexual partners. And her number, if you're with a woman, is something like uh, 30 or 35, let's say. Even though to me, I don't think that's that much. But I'm, I'm speaking in terms of like, if, if you were in that situation, what would you look at as a lot? So maybe somebody would say 35 for a woman is a lot. I feel like some people would. But what do you do in that situation? Are you right at that moment, like calling it quits and just saying like, all right, this, we can't do this because that's too many. Are you trying to find out why? When are you asking this? I said two years in, but is this a conversation that most likely would happen sooner than two years in? Like, I'm trying to know. I'd like to know what, what you all think about this. So for me, I mean, I'll give you my personal, you know, uh, take on this. The number is not that important, to be honest. To me, the number is simply that, a number. Um, it's, it doesn't tell me much. It doesn't tell me nearly as much as the reason why. So let's say I have a partner who's had, let's say, 50 sexual partners, right? over her lifespan. Well, if we get into the discussion of why, excuse me, and let's say she was, you know, a porn star or an escort or, you know, like a, an exotic dancer at a club and she actually, you know, was having sex with, you know, certain customers, 
that would make a difference because obviously you were in a profession that uh, paid you to have sex. So your number is probably going to be higher than just the everyday person. Probably, maybe not. Now, I could ask you why. And you could tell me that, you know, you had a two or three year run where you just pretty much, you know, you, you fucked every dude that you were with. I mean, not that you were with, I'm sorry. You fucked every dude that you came across, you know, out in the club or wherever else. Um, and then those would be other issues that, you know, like we would have to get into and, and break down and see what's going on. But all in all, I can't see myself saying that, you know, because of that number that I'm going to move on from the relationship. Like, hmm. like a relationship when you build it, and especially if it's a strong one with a good connection, ah, there's there's just so many layers to that. Like you don't want to just, you know, hinge a relationship on one or two things. You definitely have to look at things in a big picture and in the grand scheme. And in the grand scheme, is this number going to affect our relationship? What we've built? Because this number is an indicator of the past. This number is an indicator of what's gone on and what's happened before me. Unless it hasn't, obviously. If, if, if this number has, you know, gained or increased while we've been together, that's a whole nother issue. I mean, there's deceit there, there's, you know, dishonesty. But if this has happened before me, then, you know, we can get into a conversation about why, but in terms of getting into a conversation about how that, that changes who you are to me, seems a little ridiculous. It seems a little far-fetched. I know it happens often. But what I've also brought up on this channel and uh, on this podcast is the topic of ego and uh, people being insecure about certain th certain things. And a lot of where that comes from is insecurity and also a uh, double standard for sure. Double standard is something that I don't think I've talked about too much on this uh, podcast, but it needs to be brought up that double standards are kind of ridiculous. All right. No matter which direction it goes, whether it's for the benefit of men or for the benefit of women, double standards are they're They're made up. You know, basically double standards say that this person or this group of people should be allowed to do this while this other group of people or this other person should not be allowed to because of whatever. It could be, you know, based off of whatever. But in terms of the uh, double standard amongst, you know, men and women, it's... Uh, it's it's the reasoning is is because of like who we are supposedly as men and women uh and and you know plenty of excuses are thrown out there on why you know men should be allowed to do things that women aren't or why women are allowed to do things that men aren't so the double standard aspect of it is definitely a big one where uh what we call body count i don't call it body count that's kind of the uh that's what the kids are calling it these days. What's your body count means? How many people have you been with? 
um, the uh, that's also kind of like where the term it goes along with the term uh, smashing, which you know means have sex with somebody. So it's along those same lines, but I think this whole body count thing comes from comes from a, a, a double standard and insecurity, and there's an insecurity with men that if your female partner has been with a lot of people that um somehow she's you know she's what people like to refer to as a hoe um i'm not really into labels so i don't see that uh i just see a woman that could be promiscuous or i gave you some other examples of of why that woman could be in the predicament where she has a lot of sexual partners or she's had a lot of sexual partners if we really dive deep into this right and we look at the uh, female sexual physiology, which means how a, a, a woman's body works sexually, right? We know that women are capable of achieving multiple orgasms, right? There are a small percentage of men that can as well. But in most cases, men are kind of one and done. You know, we, we get our... our uh, our ejaculation and or orgasm and we have a what's called a refractory period where we need time to kind of chill recover get back usually it's around you know 15 to 30 minutes to get ourselves back that's a you know that's a rough time estimate but that change that's different for everybody i know for me personally i need more than that most most times most times i'm literally one and done like once I give you that one, I'm I'm probably out until the next morning. But at the same time, knowing that allows me to extend that one so that, you know, it's fulfilling for both of us. But yeah, so men usually need a refractory period. So if we look at the female and the male sexual physiology, women are actually built more for multiple sexual partners. Because let's say that she has uh, three sexual partners, right? She can theoretically have sex with one person. And after that, be able to have sex with another person. And after that, be able to have sex with that other person. And still be able to experience orgasm each and every time. From a male's perspective, we may not be able to do that. Uh, I could probably attempt that. But if I was to do that, I would not be experiencing ejaculation each and every time. I'd probably hold off for the first two partners and then save it for the last <laughs> for me to be able to, you know, know that I'm going to be able to satisfy all three women. So if we look at it from that perspective, you know, outside of our social norms and what we think is okay for a woman to do versus what a man can do then, you know, like I said, women are actually more built for multiple partners than we are. But that's just one way to look at it. For me, I feel like, you know, anything that's allowed for for me should be allowed for, you know, a woman as well, unless it just doesn't make sense. That's a whole nother thing. I'm, I'm all about practicality. So if it doesn't make sense for you know, a woman to do something that I'm doing, then that's a totally different thing than uh, 
whether it's okay for her to do it because of what society says is okay or not. And another question within that question, right, is let's say she was a dancer or, you know, a porn star. Or these days we have OnlyFans as well. So how about if she was on OnlyFans or something like that? Like, would that be acceptable for, you know, for you? Like, would those be deal breakers? Would those be things that if she told you she did them at one point, um, you know, you wouldn't be able to continue with her? Or to make it even spicier, how about if she says she still does some of that? You know, if she's still a dancer or uh, she does have an OnlyFans page, like w- w- what happens then? You know, like what, what, how does that change the dynamic of the relationship? Would you want to continue? Because I know a lot of people that say they would not continue with the person if, you know, they were engaging in that. And usually, you know, it's like a guy saying he doesn't want his woman or the woman that he's with to be involved in certain types of uh, activities outside of their relationship. But I mean, I'm asking the women out there as well, like, would you shy away from a relationship with a man if he was a a dancer or a porn star or, you know, an escort? You know, where would that put you in your relationship with that person? These are real questions to consider because... People do all kinds of things, right? Like people have all kinds of professions. There are different ways to make money. And uh, when you're a single person, you can do whatever the hell you want. I mean, you can do whatever the hell you want, even when you're in a relationship as well. But you don't have anybody else to consider when you're single. Uh, You don't have anybody else's feelings to consider. You don't have anybody else's ideas and ideals to consider. Uh, you don't have anybody else's judgment to consider, you know, when you're single. So these are real questions that hopefully, you know, if you haven't thought of, you're maybe thinking about because, you know, how about if you're a single person out there and you meet somebody who seems fantastic? I mean, this person has everything you're looking for. And the only hiccup in your eyes is that, you know, this person may be, um, has an OnlyFans page where they, you know, strip down and show some skin, you know? know. Would you be able to handle that? Would you, would you want to continue with this person or would it be like over, you know? I feel like if I had a partner who was a, a dancer or a sex worker or, uh, or had an OnlyFans or whatever the case may be, my main concern would be that person's safety. Like that's, that's it. Aside from the safety aspect, go ahead and make that money. Like if anything, I might be in the club supporting you. I might be, um, I might be, uh, I might be your own personal like bouncer. You know what I'm saying? If you do escort work, like one thing I could, I could, I feel like I would do if I had a partner who was, uh, who was an escort is I would be her personal bodyguard. And 
if she dealt with people, she would deal with meeting them at some of the same spots or not some of the same spots, but like, let's say if they have a hotel they want to go to, it would be this one hotel every time. And I would always be nearby. And, you know, let's say I'd be down the hall or something. And there would always be a way that she could call call or contact me if she was in trouble or if she needed help. Let's say she was in the room with somebody and he was, you know, trying to take advantage of her or she said no. And, and he, you know, tried to push himself onto her or whatever the case may be. I would always be close by to be able to uh, have access to the room and be able to stop the situation before it went any further. So my whole thing would be safety. And aside from that, she's getting money. And and also, too, there's this idea. This is kind of going off topic when it comes to this, but I feel like it's, it's, it's a good time to bring it up. There's this idea about sex work that it's all about sex, right? That the whole thing about sex work is that you're paying somebody to uh, have somebody, a client is paying someone else to have sex with them. When in reality, a lot of what's going on is people are are lacking certain things in their life. They're lacking somebody who's willing to listen to them and talk to them. They're lacking uh, affection. They're lacking physical touch. And so, you know, an escort or a sex worker can can provide things that are much deeper and much more... Uh, much less obvious um, than the sexual aspect of 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 when people come together, and so keep that in mind too. Is that sex work is not all about sex? You know, escorting is not all about it's not all about sex. So there's other things involved. Sometimes people really do need someone to listen to them, and they really just need somebody who is going to uh, give them the right type of attention. So knowing that as well, I feel like the person that I'd be with or the the partner that I have is probably one of those people who is not just providing a sexual service, but also providing just a, just a shoulder, you know, to, to kind of like lean on and, and someone to just be uh, present with them. So I couldn't get in the way of that. Like that's, that person is, you know, doing something, uh, great for you know for the world in a sense i know it's maybe on a small scale but this person that you know she talks to or that she listens to might be somebody who's in a position who can you know might be somebody who's in a position that makes really big decisions on a large scale for people and maybe them being in the right mindset is a very very important thing for a lot of people and so there's there's a bigger picture aspect of that that I'd I'd recognize, but at the end of the day, if she's good at what she does and she enjoys it, um, and she's being safe, then go ahead and make that money because there's definitely good money in that as well. So you know we do what we need to do with the money, obviously invest it, do whatever else. But um, if it's something that she enjoys and she's not just doing it because she feels like she has to. I can't get in the way of that. All right. So that's my take on it. 
Um, I want to hear from y'all. There's nobody in the live right now, but when this is replayed or watched later on, I want to hear you guys' opinion. You, uh, you ladies and gentlemen in the uh, comment section, I want to hear what you have to say about it. And uh, I want to hear your thoughts on it. And don't forget, right, to send me questions on my uh, D-Sex Mechanic IG, um, email, not email, direct mail. Send me questions on topics around sex, dating, situationships, and I will either read them out on the podcast or I can use them as topics as well. So don't forget those to send those to me. Um, today was kind of weird. We did it on a Sunday instead of uh, Saturday like last time. Like I said, I'm still trying to work the days out because I just started working again full time uh, this past month in May. So things have changed and shifted a little bit. And being that my job relationship is an energy drainer, I'm not always able to uh, provide the content when I want to provide the content, you know, because the energy is not there. I was going to do it yesterday, but uh, if you guys were to see my eyes yesterday, you know, just the black, the blackness and the, the fatigue, uh, I wouldn't have been able to provide the type of energetic uh, content that I want to provide to you all and the quality content that I want to provide to you all. So I am going to work out the days. I'm going to work out the time. It's going to be, it's going to be consistent. Uh, my main thing now is just getting an episode out every week. So uh, thanks for sticking with me. I appreciate you watching this. And uh, yeah, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Again, thank you to all the new subscribers that have just come on. And thank you to the other subscribers who have continued to stick around from the beginning as well. Yeah, episode number nine is in the books. And uh, I will talk to you all later. Peace.